Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites, and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of, Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks Cafe cast conversation during the Christian Amateur Radio Fellowship Net, which occurred on March 23, 2019. In the Digicom Cafe Multimode Communications Network, with Danny JKD5DLJ, Lloyd KC5FM, Jason W4JMF, and Wayne G7OKI. Afternoon, Lloyd. Please check in Kilo Delta 5, Delta Lima Juliet, KD5DLJ, Denny in Northwest Arkansas. Net control, here is Whiskey 4, Juliet Mike Foxtrot. Whiskey 4, Juliet Mike Foxtrot, Jason in Tallahassee, Florida. KD5DLJ, W4JMF, this is KC5FM, Roger, and thanks for being here. Denny, thanks for your kind email. And, uh, Danny, tell us what's going on, and will you have our closing prayer, and will you uh, tell us what's going on? This is KC5 FM. Over. And good to hear Jason in there, said before JMF. Uh, so thrilled that you checked in here, too. Good to, good to hear your voice. Uh, by the way, we need to do your story, and Lloyd, your story, too, for our Cafe cast. Anyway, back to you, Lloyd. Uh, thank you for running the net, KD5DLJ. This is KC5FM. Very good. So, Jason, what's going on in your world? For JMF and the Christian Amateur Radio Fellowship, this is KC5FM. Over. Well, good afternoon, Lloyd, W4JMF, and good afternoon to you, Denny. Thanks so much for that. Definitely, uh, definitely good to be here. I was just sitting out on the back porch here. Uh, Enjoying the nice warm sun that's uh, flowing down on my legs here. But just a little while ago, I read a real interesting story about the uh, Henneman family, missionaries just commissioned back in December. Uh, they're going to be going to Nicaragua. 
They've got six children, uh, Catholic missionaries, but they've got six children, and uh, there is a YouTube video that their six-year-old daughter has done about her journeys in Nicaragua. Just fantastic stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed that today. Uh, it's been one of the highlights of my day. Uh, my grandpa genes, since my grandchildren have been born, my first one was born a couple of years ago and I had another one born here just last month. And uh, my grandpa genes have definitely kicked in. My heart has warmed up so much to the youngsters. And uh, I got to tell you, it's a great video. It'll bring a tear to your eye. Anyway, not too much else going on. Getting ready for uh, Wayne, G7OKI. He'll be uh, landing tomorrow evening. Well, I should say early Monday morning, 12.05 a.m. He'll be landing at Tallahassee Airport. We're going to spend the week with him and uh, just enjoy a good time of uh, friendship and fellowship with him. Looking forward to that. Other than that, glad to be checking in. Um, luckily, I was here at the right time. I had actually forgot about this one. Lloyd, thanks so much. And uh, Lloyd, I am familiar with some of your other adventures as well. I've actually attended one of your classes uh, online. <laughs> well, very good, uh, Jason. Thanks for being here at W4JMF and the Christian Amateur Radio Fellowship. This is KC5FM. Over. Well, Lloyd, uh, if you've got some time, and Jason, too, uh, seeing as it's only the three of us here, uh, maybe I could get your stories. Uh, Lloyd, would you have uh, interest and time to just uh, share right here, right now, how you uh, got into amateur radio? Uh, just just give us a little uh, backstory and uh, what it's meant to you and how you've used it over the years. If you uh, so desire, I'll tell you that the first licensed in 1970 as Whiskey November 5 Alpha X-Ray and um, to college. I've been continuously licensed. Some of my, my peers uh, dropped out during college because of stuff like study. Um, and I devoted my my in the morning to working DX, but that's another story. Um, I did get past college and got married and consecutively licensed, involved in amateur radio and obviously the Christian Amateur Radio Fellowship Net, the um, Skywarn program. I was an emergency manager for so many years. And, um, oh, I just like to check on stuff like, for example, tomorrow night, 6 to 8, two-meter simplex. So get on two-meter simplex and see how many contacts you can make. I'll be on 146.52, 146.55, seeing uh, who I can talk to around here for two hours from six to eight local time. Uh, amateur radio and Christianity tie in pretty good to me because was a Christian missionary from Puerto Rico came to my house and told me about Jesus. So that's, that's my ham radio story. Uh, Denny, uh, I'll let you give yours, and Jason, give yours. This is KC5FM. Over. That was short and sweet. <laughs> well, I got my license uh, back in 1967 as a result of uh, enrolling in the electronics class uh, as a junior. And my electronics instructor was a Christian man, and he was also an amateur radio operator. And he presented to us as the class a, an additional uh, extra credit thing that we could get involved in if we so desired. Uh, and that would be to get our, 
our novice license and he would help us with the studies provide us with the materials and uh, help us uh, take the test and so uh, there was a handful of us about six of us that were very excited about that opportunity they had a nice club station there comprised of some drake gear and they had a ta-33 beam on the roof and so uh, i studied for a month or so and uh, i think maybe six weeks and we uh, took the test and passed it and got my novice license and uh, didn't last very long as a novice i got my general probably within the next uh, four or five months which then i had to take the test down at the fcc uh, offices there in st paul minnesota but i remember the first contacts i made with my little breadboard transmitter that I built myself and a, an old SX-24 Halicrafter's receiver and a 40-meter uh, dipole that was up on the roof of my parents' home. And what a thrill just to work someone in Wisconsin just a few hundred miles away in the middle of the afternoon. And then as the sun would set and the uh, skip would go along uh, to continually work further and further away stations, until I was uh, actually hearing DX. That was the thrill of my life, I'll tell you. And I got the radio bug in my blood ever since. Got very involved in the club station and uh, had a lot of fun working DX with the guys there and made some good friends uh, locally some ha in the ham community. So, And it's been a, a big part of my life ever since. And, of course, the opportunity to find Christian fellowship is uh, pretty wide out there. There's a lot of great folks out here. I love the Lord and I uh, like to use amateur radio as a way to uh, be an influence in the world too. And uh, just good, decent people out there that have become uh, friends over the years, and including Jason, a new friend from this past year. We share a lot of common things in regards to faith and uh, admire him and all he does for the hobby through the guild as uh, president. So, uh, yeah, Jason, what's your story? Well, thank you, Denny. I guess I, my story would probably start, oh, I don't know, mid-70s. Mid-70s is where my story started. My grandfather uh, passed away back in the late 90s, but uh, back in the 70s, he was a big CB operator. And uh, I just remember being fascinated by his base station that he had. He had a nice big base station and a uh, uh, another one he had in his den was a Sears Navajo, which, believe it or not, I still have. Uh, he was he gave that to me some years back. Still has his original CB license call taped on the bottom of it, uh, issued through the FCC at that time when they were issuing license for CB. Uh, very nostalgic piece for me, um, including his original desk mic. So uh, <laughs> that kind of really whetted my whistle. Uh, a year or so, within a year or so after he started letting me uh, sit with him when he was on the air, uh, took me out to the garage, taught me some basic electronic stuff, actually taught me how to solder. Uh, so I, it kind of piqued the electronics interest in me. Uh, a few years after that, uh, computers started really taking off. Uh, I remember my first computer I got was a little Timex Sinclair. Not too many people have even heard of those, but... Uh, my mom and dad got it for me when I was in the seventh grade. 2K of memory. What a hoss. Uh, <laughs> membrane keyboard, the whole deal. Dial up. Bulletin board service connections. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. 
Never forgot about the uh, CB, though. I still played around on the CB some when they took away the licensing factor. I picked up a couple, uh, started playing around with a, with an old Siltronics model 1011D, uh, threw up a couple of ground plan antennas, got in trouble with mom and dad for drilling a lag bolt through the roof to uh, tie off my, well, loosely tie off my antenna because, you know, I saw other people had done that. My grandfather come over and didn't say a word about it. Didn't tell me I was going to get in trouble for doing that. He just told me what a great job I did. <laughs> and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world because we lived about 25 miles from him, and I could talk to him like he was sitting in my living room. Oh, man, it was great. Uh, put it down for a few years, getting through high school and college and, you know, all the, all the school things there. Met a guy in Newcastle, Indiana who told me, Jason, you've got to go to the ham fest with me. And I said, well, you know, a ham fest, I'm a CB operator. He said, trust me. So I trusted him. I got in the car, took that 75 mile trip to Dayton and I was hooked. I was hooked. Uh, just enjoyed it so much. Went to his house just about every day playing on his radios. Finally got my license. Uh, KG4KUC was my first license and uh, discovered Echolink, and uh, wow, never looked back. That was early in the days of Echolink, early days. But uh, I've been a, uh, a VoIP and ROIP fanatic since then. So that's how I got started, Denny. Uh, that's the real short version, W4JMF. Well, there you go, uh, Lloyd. We filled up your slot here with some interesting conversation. Very fitting, uh, turn it back to you. and. Uh, We'll make this a three-way uh, how you get into ham radio sharing session on the CarfNet. Also promote the CarfNet at the same time. What do you think? I'll check in real quick, gentlemen. This is G7OKI, Wayne, from the southern part of the UK. I can't stay long. It's probably going to be in and out because me and the why uh, I was going out for dinner in a minute before making the trip to Florida tomorrow. So, uh, yes, just final preparations before we uh, embark on our long journey um, <clears throat> to uh, to Jason via Charlotte Douglas in North Carolina and then over to, uh, to Tallahassee. So, yeah, I, uh, I just uh, flipped on quickly before I uh, left, the, uh, left the house. But I hope everyone is well. Sorry I can't stay, but uh, we've got a table booked in about 25 minutes. So um, 20 minutes off. Sorry, I've been reminded it's 20 minutes by the boss. <laughs> My apologies. I did hear Jason mention he had a Timex Sinclair. Denny, I've sent you a link to a video called Micro Men. It's, a, it's, a, it's on YouTube. It's a film made by the BBC here about the, uh, the birth of uh, the... Or the, the the conflict between Acorn computers and Sinclair, Sir Clive Sinclair, uh, who developed um, the um, Spectrum computer and uh, then licensed the US market to Timex. So that kind of sparked my uh, memory. So it is a full movie. It's about an hour and 10 minutes long at your leisure. Please give it a watch. It's very, very interesting. Very British. Very interesting. Anyway, uh, nice to uh, hear you guys on. I'm going to zoom out. Sorry, it's a quick one, as I say, but uh, a table is booked, and uh, I'm probably going to be a dead man if I'm late. G7 OKI. Take care. Uh, thanks, Wayne. And, yes, I like things that are very British. I will definitely watch it. And I do remember 
very well, the Timex Sinclair. And it was about that time, too, that we got into the Commodore 64 and the VIC-20, uh, which uh, just consumed a lot of my time. In fact, uh, I told my wife, if you let me get one of these Commodore 64s, I'll start a business and make money with it. I taught myself how to program in basic in two weeks. Wrote my first program, started making money enough to pay for it. Got a couple of uh, uh, stores in town that were uh, selling my little product that I wrote. And uh, then we got the 1541 disk drives, got two of those and wrote another program and started uh, having my wife duplicate those at home while I had my real job. And uh, did real good good business with it. And then uh, went to the CEO show in Chicago to uh, see if we could find a big distributor, which we did. Unfortunately, it was a fly-by-night British outfit. <laughs> no, no reflections on the Brits, but uh, they pretty much took me to the cleaners, took everything I had, promised me that I would be, uh, they'd be selling 100,000 units by Christmas, of which I get 25%, and then decided to skip town. And uh, here in my backyard at Target stores, I found my product for sale. And uh, I, my dreams of becoming a millionaire overnight uh, vanished. <laughs> That's just part of life's experiences. But yeah, those computers were fun in the day, I do remember. Anyways, uh, we'll be praying for you uh, on your trip here to Florida, Wayne. I don't know if you get nervous about flying. And there's been a lot of crazy news lately about plane crashes and accidents. I hope you're not flying one of those uh, questionable jets. But uh, be, be praying for you and your uh, safety as you travel. And I uh, hope you have a wonderful time with Jason. Anyway, back to you, Lloyd, KD5DLJ. I'm heading out the door now, gentlemen, but I will say as well, Denny, in response to your comment, one of the computers that are mentioned in that film is the Acorn Electron, and I do have one, an original. The original box with Acorn Computers, Cambridgeshire, England, printed all over it, and it still works, and I still have to load up the programs via cassette tape. <laughs> and it's just nostalgic. Anyway... Thanks a lot, gentlemen, for accepting my check-in. I do have to leave, but uh, I'll be listening as much as I can on the way, the way to the uh, to the restaurant, which happens to be an American diner. Ironically, we're just getting in the zone here. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. G7 OKI. Very good. Golf Seven Oscar India. This is KC5 FM. This is KC5 FM. Thank you for that encouragement, and thank you, Clarence, for that note. Uh, Matt, do you have any other comments before the, we close the net? This is KC5FM. Over. Net Control, thank you so much uh, for everything you do, but this has really been a uh, uplifting day, uplifting net, and I just want to thank everybody that's involved in it and proud to be part of this great organization in the ham radio hobby. God bless to all of you, and always praying for each and every one of you, and please do the same for me. We will be glad to uh, do that, and thank you for checking in, Matt. Hope you'll come back next week, 2 o'clock, same bat time, same bat channel here in the Digicom Cafe for the Christian Amateur Radio Fellowship Net. And with that, I'm going to close the Christian Amateur Radio Fellowship Net. Thanks to the Alabama Link for the opportunity to use D-Star and the Digicom Cafe for their cooperation in a number of digital platforms, including TeamSpeak and Zello. Not to mention um, All-Star and uh, DMR. So, uh, then...
Back to you. I'm going to get off of here. Appreciate you letting us use the system. KD5DLJ. This is KC5FM. Thank you for listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. Visit our website at digiconcafe.com to see our extensive digital buffet menu and listen to all of the live conversations on our Cafe on Ice stream. Or this and many more episodes of our Cafe cast.